Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast it is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have for your life. And what next steps do you want to take to get there? I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 56. I am so glad that you're here. I want to thank you very much for listening week after week. Now, if you're relatively new to the podcast, welcome in. And if you like the podcast, if you love this episode, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a one. I think you're going to love this episode. We, we touch on a lot of issues with our guest. He's good. He is Zach Windall. Now, some of you know Zach. For those that do not, he is a faith-based entrepreneur. And man, is he ever an entrepreneur. He's also the author of a brand new book called See the Good, Finding Grace, Gratitude, and Optimism in Every Day. Now, here's what you can expect to learn in this interview. You're going to get a mini MBA in entrepreneurship and leadership and get a mindset of a true entrepreneur. Fascinating. You're also going to learn how to reframe your mindset and looking for whatever your purpose is, some tips and hints for how to identify that. And then once you find it, how to take those next steps. And you're also going to learn how faith can play a role as, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as in, in whatever we're doing in life, and wherever you are in your faith journey. For some, faith is very important to you. For others, not so much. And wherever you are, I'm telling you this episode, you'll hear something that you can apply in your life starting today. You know, I loved this interview with Zach, What some, so many surprises about his background. And to really talk to an entrepreneur like this is really a unique opportunity. So I'm glad you're going to be part of this. All right, let's not wait any longer. Episode 56 is queued up. Zach is waiting. Let's meet him right now. Here, everyone, is Zach Windall. <laughs> Zach, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. It's really good having you here. Oh, uh, Darren, thank you so much for having me on. This is great. All right, so you are Minneapolis-based. What's the yeah. temperature right now, and how did you get to Minneapolis? You know, it is warm right now. It's about 30 degrees. We are, it's funny. I was, I just brought my wife. We went to uh, stand in line for about 20 minutes waiting for uh, limited edition ice cream. And I think only in Minneapolis do you get 50 people in line waiting for some custom ice cream. But no that's, doubt. that's our life up here in the snow. No doubt. So now um, that's Minnesota nice. That's a perfect definition right there. Yeah. Like, patiently waiting <laughs> yes. in line. Exactly. Patiently waiting, but then behind behind your closed doors, we say something different. <laughs> I, I know it. I know it. Well, uh, the, there's so much to talk about with you, Zach. And I'm just going to start first with you. You've had just a really interesting background and in what you're doing yeah. with your life and your talents. And 2022 was an incredible year. Your company was number 63 fastest growing business in America, number three fastest growing business in Minnesota. Number yeah. four, fastest growing consumer product in America. But something tells me that there's a that's there's more to this story than just instant success or 2022. Yeah. The company is called The Brand Sunday. Do I have it? Yes, yes, 100%. So yeah, how crazy is that? Like, who who are we to create a product that is one of the fastest growing in the country? That like still blows my mind. Like, praise God. Um, I started out as an entrepreneur from an early age. I was nine years old. I would visit Florida every uh, every winter for about a month, and I would go around the beach and I would 
make necklaces with shark teeth on them and shells on them. And I would walk up and down the beach selling them for 10 bucks a pop and making like hundreds of dollars a day selling these necklaces as a nine-year-old. So just seeing that from an early age really stuck with me. And I was like, I think my life is going to be different from from a lot of people that I know. And uh, just moving forward, I started uh, started different clothing lines. I co-owned a recording studio for a bit. Um, and then I fell in love with books and I loved the publishing industry. And so my senior year of college, my senior thesis, I actually wrote two books for my project. And I was like, there's something here because I just love creating products more yeah. than anything. So I, I see yeah. I, it's, it's deep with me. Like I see a need for it and I, I provide a solution. And so I ended up uh, doing a few different companies, but the one that really stuck for me was the brand Sunday. I wrote this book in 2014 or so 2015, and it came out in 2017 and uh, it ended up growing and turning into a much bigger brand than just the one book. And we were actually uh, recently acquired um, just a couple months ago. All right. Congratulations to you. Thank you. So, so much. It, but how does it feel to create something, to grow it, and then to release it? Uh, is yeah. it? It's got to feel like almost like, uh, wow, I've never given birth. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, what what is that feeling like? <laughs> totally. I think there's a lot of nerves behind it. I think you uh, start telling yourself like, who am I to create a product like this? Nobody's gonna want it. It's it's a roller coaster of emotions always. Just like running a business is a roller coaster of emotions. On one day you're uh, like top of the world, and then the next day you're like, am I going bankrupt? And it's just up and down constantly. And I think leading up to a launch is the same as like the the couple weeks leading up to it, especially you're you're questioning everything. But then launch day, it's just so exciting having that energy of everybody that's reading it and purchasing it and and talking about it and um i i feed off of that so um creating a product and launching it is is uh one of my favorite things ever well you self-published your book the bible study a one-year study of the bible and uh, over two hundred fifty thousand copies since being published so yeah. that's a huge accomplishment and then as we've been talking the brand sunday your company yeah how did you decide to start this company, Zach? And we should probably remind everybody what exactly does did the brand Sunday? What yeah, what did yeah. it do? What what yeah. need was it trying to fill in the world? Totally. The Brand Sunday was we created resources to help people grow in their relationship with God and understand the Bible better. Uh, we feel like a lot of people are really overwhelmed by the Bible and we kind of hold your hand as you read through it over the course of a year. So we aren't, we weren't like cramming things at you or telling you what to believe. We were more like, hey, you get a Bible read through it. We're going to ask you some questions uh, for every book of the Bible and help you figure out how to relate to your life. And so that came from a place in my life where I was really questioning my faith in 2014. And I didn't know what I wanted to believe anymore. I grew up in the church and I grew up um, 
attending church every week, attending every uh, youth group and camp. And it was part of who I was, but uh, I hit a spot where I started really questioning everything based on the lives of people around me. So based on the lives of people uh, at my church or other Christians that I knew, because I would see them and I'd be like, they aren't living out the life that I think they should be living out, the lifestyle of Jesus. Uh, and then I had a lot of friends that weren't in the church and they were much more kind and loving than the people in the church. So I was in this, uh, I was conflicted. I didn't know what to do or what to believe or what I wanted to chase after in life. And so I ended up moving out to Australia uh, to get as far away from Minnesota as I possibly could <laughs> in order to focus on just studying the Bible and wow. surfing. And because... <laughs> I can't do that in Minnesota. All, no, all I can do is surf hills on a snowboard. Um, and so I moved out there and I ended up studying the Bible really intensely for a year where we would literally read every book of the Bible five times through and create our own commentary on, on each book. And so by the time I was done with this program, I knew that so many people needed something like this because it would help them be less overwhelmed. And so I started developing this thing called the Bible study and I wrote it over the course of nine months. And then I had a little design background. So I spent a few months designing it because I wanted it to be something that you could have on your coffee table, something that was a conversation starter, something that was beautiful. And uh, it was ready to go in January of 2017, uh, but I didn't know what I was doing. I've never, I'd never done anything like this before. And right. so I kind of just sat on it for a little bit. It was a file on my computer and I would tell a few people about it. And then people just started giving me money. Like here's $5,000, like print promotional copies. Here's $2,000, make a website. And I was like, man, there might be something here. And in June of 2017, we ended up doing a Kickstarter campaign and it was a successful campaign. We did $24,000 in pre-orders in 30 days. And I was oh. like, wow, I think we got it. And so I went to print and uh, a month later or two months later, I received a thousand copies in my hand and it didn't do well. And I was like, what in the world? We just had this successful campaign. People were behind it and supporting me why isn't it doing it well? And I felt like my approach at the time was off and my heart behind it was off. And I kind of readjusted uh, my thoughts towards promoting it. And once I did that and I started bringing on the right people on board, that's when it really began to grow. And we, uh, we had 17 people uh, that were working on it um, for the first two years before I paid myself a dollar, I had a full-time sales job and 17 other people were running this business. And then I ended up going wow. full-time with it in, uh, 2019 and, uh, ran it from there. What a story. So this was, is it fair to say that this was, uh, more than just, I don't mean to say a side gig as to diminish it, but you had a full-time sales job yeah. to keep the cash coming in for you and your family and you were building yeah. your company at the same time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I I have a I have a very unhealthy work ethic actually. And I didn't take a day off for about 6 years in my 20s. Um I worked every single holiday because I was working in hospitality as well. And so I worked every single holiday, I worked every night, I worked every weekend. The only time that I would see people was over meals. 
uh, I would be like, okay, I would, I would schedule my friendships, like meetings. It was kind of messed up, but it's, it is what it is. That was yeah. my life. Okay, Zach. So now, now that you've been through it, looking yeah. back on it, um, I, my question has to do with, would you do it again? And maybe here's my real question. Yeah. Why did you do it? What is, what a huge decision and commitment and sacrifice. What was the reason why you did it more than that? Why did you stick with it? Yeah. I, I felt such a need in me that that's what I was supposed to do. And that's where, that's what people needed. And because I knew that so many people could benefit from something like the Bible study or the brand Sunday, it was just deep in me that it was like, no, this is what I'm, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm, I'm doing today and tomorrow until, until it falls off the tracks, we're going to, mm. we're going to run this thing. And it, it wasn't even like a choice for me. It was just like, deep. That's all I can say to describe it. Understood. Sometimes when you that's know, the, you know, right. That's sometimes that's the best description. It's tough to put into words, but yeah. it's just part of it. You just know, it just drives you. And, yeah. and for everyone listening that has a side gig or a dream, when yeah. you have that, when it's difficult to explain what that is, um, yeah. I'm Zach, you're the one who did it. I didn't, but I would say, listen to that void. In other words, don't, don't dismiss it recognize it and lean into that a bit. You'd say what to that? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think, I think it's so easy for us, especially younger people to be like, well, I'm, I'm falling behind. I'm too, I'm too late in this. Uh, it's too much work. When we, when we hit a failure, we, we stop working on something. And I think if you learn to push through failure and to continue getting up. And I mean, I failed eight times before I ever made a dollar off of anything and just doing that and always continually getting up and going after it and chasing after it and knowing that like, yeah, it might mean that you aren't able to see your friends as much as you did before, but we all have so much more time than we really realize because we spend so much time on our phone or watching Netflix. And yes, there are people that have different circumstances and it's not as easy, but for the majority of us, we have a lot more time than we put mm -hmm. on. And so if you're able to spend an extra couple hours every single day working towards your dreams and doing something small every single day over the course of time, it's going to compile to be so much greater. And you're going to realize that you got a lot more done than if you were to just spend a few hours on a Tuesday working on it. Well, I think you've got a, a business book in you or two that must be. I got out. one. I came out with one a few years ago, actually. It's called <laughs> Launch with God. You know what? That's on my list to ask you about. Yes. Yeah. Go there. T tell me about that. Yeah. You know, I a lot of um, people that I knew would come to me for business advice, for starting things. And I, I'm just figuring everything out just like they are, but um, they trusted me a little bit on, on some things. And so I ended up writing a book called Launch with God, and it's all about uh, launching a business that impacts the world in a positive way. And so uh, chapters dedicated on building a team, launch strategy, um, how God looks at entrepreneurship, different things like that. And it's really helped a lot of people, I believe. So what was your degree in Bethel? What did what, you get your degree in? Media communications with an emphasis on graphic design. Wow. And how's that, how's that helped you do what you're doing? It's, I, I was expecting you're a hotshot MBA from St. Thomas or something like that. <laughs> I'm a... Uh... I'm much more of an advocate for what you can learn on, on YouTube and TikTok than I am what you can learn uh, 
at a at a college or university. Personally, there, there's a shift there. Can you feel it? Yeah. There is such a yeah. shift right now. You, you can learn anything and everything yeah. on YouTube. But I think a lot of people don't because I don't think they understand the dedication that's needed to actually do it. Mm. Um, I remember when I was really starting out, I was reading books like crazy and I was learning more reading, reading books on my free time than I was in my actual classes. And I think from that is like, I just had that innate desire in me to, to chase after things on my own. But a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people need mm -hmm. to be told what to do and which is great too. Like you got to figure out what works for you. But um, for me, it was very much like, man, if I can learn all of this on my own, why not? Yes. It is a great time to be alive. This is a great reminder for me, Zach, that yeah. all that's missing really in part is that decision, that commitment, that sacrifice, easier said than done, but all yeah. the resources, it's, there's never been more available to you. For sure. When you get into podcasts, literally this podcast right now, and are you going to do uh, video classes or anything like that? Like, you know, actually, yeah, probably so, because there's more yeah. demand for it. People are asking for it because it's content is king, which we're yeah. going to talk about here in a bit. Yeah, that's that's totally it. You can find people that you listen to or that you enjoy. And most people have some sort of program out there, whether it's an online class, whether it's just their content on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, like there's so much out there that can really shift the trajectory of your success. All right, Zach. So uh, we're going to have to schedule another podcast to talk even more <laughs> about business. I want to I want to do an, an, a mini MBA with you, if that's okay. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, you you wrote a book, and of all the things you could have written about, could have written another business book. You could have it's endless. Your new book is called "See the Good: Finding Grace, Gratitude, and Optimism in Every Day." Okay, yeah. why the book? Why the title? Yeah. I feel like this book is my life message. Um, I've always been a very positive, joyful um, person that focuses on love and kindness and hope for the future. And that's just who I am uh, to the core. And so I wanted to be able to help other people live a life of joy and hope for the future. Uh, my mom is a four-time cancer survivor. So oh my when I was four years old, she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer, was sent home with a 5% chance to live. Uh, she ended up being healed from that. And then she had a tumor around her sciatic nerve and was healed from that. And then she had colon cancer with three quarters of oh. her colon removed and was healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had breast cancer with double mastectomy, the whole deal. So literally from four to 15, I'm seeing her on her deathbed. And she would always say to me, Zach, life could be so much worse. I could not be here today, but I'm alive. And so you need to treat every day that like the gift that it is and to see where God is moving in your life. And so that shifted me from during my most developmental years to really see, wow, everything that I have is a gift. Like listening to this podcast is a gift. Like the technology that brought us together is a gift. The roof over our heads is a gift. But I think it's so easy for us to just get caught up in in thinking we deserve things or thinking that uh, things are owed to us or we're entitled to them. When in reality, man, people have it worse than us. We have it pretty good. And, and so this book is not to 
disregard the bad that's happening in your life because there are a lot of bad things going on. But I think it's to help us shift our perspective a little bit to see life from a big picture, to realize that, man, as humanity, we've grown exponentially in the last 20 years alone. And there's so much to be grateful for. And I really believe that God is moving in the world in so many incredible ways. Well, that's, that's so well said. You know, a, a mentor of mine, friend of mine, Bob Goff, I know you, yeah. you know, Bob, friend of yours as well. Yeah. You know, there's so many conversations I've had with Bob where I, I leave feeling like he shifts my perspective on God and faith. And yeah. one story that it's a phrase he used with me once was it had to do with, he said, heaven is leaning over the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Cheering, cheering you on. on. <laughs> right. And, and I remember that because it just, it reminded me that that we are in control. God gives us this opportunity to live our life, but there's no guarantee that it's without pain and hardship and suffering. And as you said, all of us are going through something and uh, life is challenging and, and difficult. What about for those who are listening in who are saying, yeah, but you know what? The, the things I'm going through, um, there is no good in it. Um, yeah. they're just You just don't know my life. Uh, how, how would you react to that? Yeah, I think when you do realize that uh, when you have a more of a big picture perspective of the way that the world is moving and you do shift your mindset to that more being grateful for what you do have, I believe that you'll realize that, wow, there are other people out there that are going through something similar to me and they can relate with me. And as long as we're able to come together as a community, I really believe that we're able to push through the negative. And on the other side of all the pain and suffering, I do believe there is a sense of joy. And I, I don't think it's, it's, a uh, necessarily like a happiness, but I think joy is much deeper and it's the, what you live your life based on. And I think, I think when you push through all of the suffering on the other side is that, is that joy. Wow. That's, that reminds me, Whitney Goodman, who's a psychotherapist. She was a, on a podcast guest earlier on a few months back. And she talked about something similar about happiness. Happiness is not a guarantee. And you, you, it's not expected that you're always in this state of happiness all yeah. the time. Yeah. When you realize that there'll be states of happiness and yeah. states that you will not be there, but being grateful for all of it, that helps yeah. reframe it. Now that's coming from a psychotherapist. You're not yeah. that too, are you, Zach? <laughs> not at all. Those are the people that I learn from and try to, and try to sound cool like. <laughs> But she sounds amazing. That that's way that's way better than anything I could say. No, I think I think you hit it for sure. Now I, I was reading a book review on Amazon. Here's what one of the reviews says: Near the beginning of the book, the author asks, "What would happen if we opened our eyes to all that God is doing in our midst?" and asks, "Quote: What if we started sharing those stories with others?" Unquote. So that obviously made an impact on this yeah. on this reader. But what do you mean by sharing those stories with others? Yeah, I think in in the faith we call it like your testimony. Uh, you're like sharing of of the good things that are happening in your life, and I think it can be so easy for us to just be talking about the bad things that are happening. And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of like camaraderie with that. Like, oh, my life's bad. Yeah, my life's bad too. Let's be friends. When in reality, like how different would your life be if you were able to share all the good things that were going on? And yeah not to disregard the bad, but to be like, wow, there are some bad things happening, but they're pretty minimal compared to how life is actually pretty good for me. Um, yeah. I think if 
10 things happen to us in a day and one of them are bad. We usually focus on the bad one for some reason, when in reality, the other nine are either neutral or there's some good things that did happen. But if you're like me, it's so easy to be like, oh, but this person said this with that tone and it rubbed me the wrong way all day. And, but I really believe that if we shift our mind to be like, wow, that actually only took place for 20 seconds out of 24 hours. It, I'm not going to let it ruin my entire day. Yeah. And if we're able to do that, I really believe that our lives can be much more just joyful. So you brought that up about having this um, tendency to be a little more negative. And that's not just a Minnesota thing, Zach. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's all of us. <laughs> yes. So why, I'm having a little fun, everybody. Just, you know, I'm from Minnesota also. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to, to take shots here at Zach. Love it. <laughs> but what, why do you think that is? Why do you think we tend to look toward the negative and fixate on it? What do you think? I'm definitely not a, a psychotherapist with this, but there is something called negativity bias where it's like ingrained in us to focus on the negative. And it goes way back to our ancestors, like in the plains, you hear like a rattle in the bushes. You don't know if it's a lion or a bunny, but you're always just on edge. And over time, that's just been passed on through our DNA, where most of us don't have to worry about things like that anymore, but it's just ingrained in who we are that we're always on, on edge, expecting the negative instead of focusing on the good. Yeah. So I'm going right back to your, your company then that you started with that negativity bias. I still don't, know if I have it figured out for you and for other entrepreneurs like you, yeah. but for a lot of people with side gigs that are, are thinking about all that could go wrong. Yeah. What, what is there about you and other entrepreneurs that pull the trigger and go for it? How, yeah. how is it that you're always, you're thinking about what could go right or what's driving you to make that decision yeah. and go forward with it? Oh yeah. Things go wrong all the time. Things, things go wrong more than they go right for sure. But that's just what you like. You learn to, to pick it up and keep going. And I think when you, when you do learn to every time that you get knocked down to stand back up and you have, you know, where you're going, as long as you have that, that pole in the sand of where you're going, you're going to, you're going to um, be able to push through to it. All right. So Bethel College, you, your degree was in communications, multimedia communications? Yeah. 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 All right. So my, my degree at Concordia College, uh, decades before you graduated, <laughs> but was, it was in communications. And I think, I think about my favorite classes and classes that I still remember, I think about every single day, and I'm not going to lead the witness. If you think back to your classes and the types of uh, courses you took that really influenced your thinking, uh, any, any one stand out, any type of classes for you? No, none of them. Actually, none. the funny thing is I approach school from the perspective of what can I do on my free time and how can I make money off of this? <laughs> and so I would literally take a design class and I would design a t-shirt and then I would take a marketing class and I would make a marketing plan for that t-shirt. And then I would get out of school and I would go work my job in order to make money to print those t-shirts. And then on my free time, I would sell the t-shirts. And so smokes. anytime that I had like a class where I was able to come up with my own projects, it was always with a bigger goal in mind. Okay. So you and I are so different. Uh, that's why you're the entrepreneur and I'm not. So I was thinking for me, I'm thinking of business ethics and some of those types of courses. Yeah, and sure. and I, I'm in, I'm in corporate America, been in corporate America my whole life. Yeah. I don't have the guts you to crushed do it you by the way. Like, have you ever discussed that? How big of a deal you are? That's so cool. 
know? So it's, it's, it's just fun, fun to see how, how different minds work and how they approach things. So, okay. I got to know you read a lot. What's, yeah. what's give me one or two books that you've read outside of the Bible yeah. that has changed the way you look at the world. Yeah. I think, uh, one that I, that is incredible to me is atomic habits by James clear. I'm sure that's recommended all the time, but it's a good one. kind of, it's a go-to of mine. Um, if you understand how to make small shifts in your day and to do, um, little incremental changes every single day over time, they're going to grow into something so much bigger. And I was taught that, um, from a guy in college, he was like, he just taught me the like law of compound interest, how, if you do something small towards your goal today and tomorrow and the next day, it's just going to grow and be something much bigger by the end of the week. So definitely Atomic Habits by James Clear. I would say Love Does by Bob Goff. Um, I think that's one of the most important books that somebody can read because it'll teach you how to really love the people around you. And I'm going to give you a third one. Okay. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I think... Um, Tools of Titans or Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. They're oh. both these really thick books, but they're fascinating to me because they're two-page interviews with different celebrities, athletes, um, business owners, and it'll look at their habits. It'll look at their morning routines. It'll look at the things that they do that have brought them to where they are today. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think those books are super cool. You don't read them front to back, but they're, they're definitely fun to flip through. Seems like you're pretty intentional about what you've put in your mind. Yes. A thousand percent. I think, I think more people need to be, I always recommend doing kind of like a, uh, look at, look at everything that you're consuming and doing a detox of the things that make you feel a certain way, you know? And I think it's so easy for us to continue following people on social media or consuming certain um, news sources or reading certain books when in reality, they aren't doing anything positive for you. And there's a lot of really positive things out there for you to consume. So I'm a huge advocate in like unfollowing people and watching what I, what I consume. What is the best way to follow you and everything that you are involved with, all the cool projects, all the new things you're up to. Yeah. I just came out with a really fun new website, zachwindall.com. And then my main focuses are, are Instagram and I'm really heavy on TikTok. Um, so I put, I post something new every single day on each platform. And the funny thing is, is that like 55% of TikTok users are actually over the age of 28. And so we think it's just kids dancing, but in reality, like there's so much educational content on there that you would be shocked by. And so I go pretty heavy on there. I post probably three times a day on TikTok and then uh, once a day on, on Instagram. All right. So I follow you on Instagram uh, and yeah. you're a great follow. Your reels are phenomenal. And the feedback you, you've, you're getting from people has got to just let, let you know you're breaking through yeah. in ways. So that in, a, in a way that's not overwhelming, you brought it up, but you're making the gospel and Jesus and the Bible, you're, you're giving it in these bite-sized chunks. And tell me your process for doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, I see what, what works with people, what sticks, what they want. And then I just give people more of that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, Oh no, I'm too creative. I need to be true to the art, but I'm very much like, Hey, what do you like about what I do? That's what I'm going to do. And it's mm -hmm. like the same with my books too. I ask people all the time, like what stuck with you the most in, in each book and how can I do more of that in the next one? Um, so I'm, I'm very, 
focused on data and metrics and what's sticking with people. Um, it's just way the way my brain works. And so mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking at daily data to figure out what I should be doing next. Okay. Well, I got some data for you. I bet you know this, but I just learned it. TikTok. Yeah. Did you know, Zach and everybody, that for people 28 and younger, TikTok is number one compared to all other streaming services combined, yeah. Net Netflix, yeah. et cetera. TikTok is number one compared to all other services combined. That totally. blew me away. Zach, yeah. you're, you, this is probably not a surprise to you. What is there about TikTok and what are you doing there to help yeah. change some lives? Yeah. And, and to add on to that, even more so than Google, I believe. So most younger people are using TikTok as a search engine. And I do it all the time because I would prefer seeing a 60 second video on how to do something versus reading an article on it. So if I need to know how to um, winterize my, my, uh, my hoses on my house, which is something that we have to do in Minnesota, I'm going to go to TikTok and figure that out. I'm not going to read an article on it. And I think it's because you're getting something profound in such a short amount of time, whether it's you're learning something or you're uh, watching something funny or you're uh, watching something fun. Like there's, it depends what your what the algorithm, what the algorithm shows you, yeah. but you can, you can follow certain people and like certain videos to really make the algorithm uh focus on what you want. And so whether that is comedy or trendy things or learning something, but I'm learning stuff every single day and you can't get that anywhere else. That's great. I'm not using TikTok for that. Maybe I should start, yeah. but I will tell you that uh, to explain this part of the algorithm to me because it's frustrating. When I do go on TikTok, do you know what videos I'm seeing? If, apparently the algorithm thinks that I like snakes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hate snakes. So why is it doing it to me? Zach? I think you can actually like select and say that this is irrelevant to you and <laughs> okay. they'll stop showing you the snakes. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. I'm going to do it. I'd use it more often if that were the case. Yeah. <laughs> this is the I Dare You podcast and you yeah. have done so much and are doing so much with, with your life. Uh, what's your I Dare You challenge for all of us? I dare you to do what? What do you think? Yeah, I would say I dare you to take one step forward in your dream and not think of uh, where it's going to be in 10 years, but look at a one inch square. What's what can you do tomorrow to to get you closer to your end, your end goal in life? And so uh, I dare you to take that one step. I like it. I like it. And we can all do that. And that is really profound. As I'm thinking about that challenge, Zach, that's exactly what stops people. It's the start that stops yes. people from moving forward. They're thinking about, like you said, the the negative um, negative bias or the yeah. the thought about what could go wrong or what you know ten years from now, five years from now. Just take the next step, and then yeah. the next step, and the next step. You're the entrepreneur. Is that is that your formula? Hundred percent. I do something small towards it every single day, and it's it's a non negotiable for me. And because I know that over time it's going to add up to be so much. So if you want to be a designer, design one logo or look at one website and write down what you like about it or send one email, whatever it is, just do one small thing and it's going to grow. So Zach, you've done a lot to help um, help bring God's word to people in and in, in to make it not so overwhelming. There are a lot of people listening 
that uh, we uh, had a very disciplined approach toward the Bible in Sunday school and maybe through yeah. confirmation class. I grew yeah. up Lutheran. You've studied the Bible. You, as you said, you've read the, the Bible, the chapters and the books five times. In, yeah. what, what, it, what would I rediscover about the Bible if I were to start reading it again? What, what don't I know about the Bible that is so cool? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people get hurt from the church or hurt from the Bible, but in reality, they aren't being hurt by God. They're being hurt by humans because humans hurt other humans and that's the way of life. And so I think if we can learn to just focus on uh, what God says in his word, it would change your life completely. And so uh, I think by studying it, you're going to realize that there's a lot more hope involved, that God is actually so good and he loves us so much and he's chasing after us and that there is a plan and a purpose for each of our lives. And I believe that the the best way to find that out is through a relationship with Jesus. That sounds like another I Dare You challenge. And thank you for that. Thank you for that. Zach, this has been a lot of fun having you in the podcast. And I, I can't thank you enough for the insights you share, being so candid and real with us. I can't wait to see where this year takes you and beyond. And thank you again for being part of the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's an honor. What a great opportunity we had to learn from an entrepreneur like Zach, who is so purpose-driven and is doing this for a bigger reason. I Just so refreshing to hear. So what's the one thing you gained from this, this conversation with Zach? For me, uh, what's resonating with me is his challenge about taking that one step. Take one small step toward that every day. And as he indicated, you're making progress and you will get there, but don't stop. So what is it going to be for you? I challenge you to put that into practice starting today. Make sure you follow Zach on Instagram and check him out on TikTok. And also follow the I Dare You podcast on Instagram at I Dare You Pod. There you'll find exclusive content you're not going to find anywhere else, including video snippets of this interview. And now that you listen to the episode, I encourage you to share this with people in your life who are important to you, family, friends, colleagues. Spread the word on this. Let's get the message out. And a quick thank you to you because the number of downloads and listens week after week, it's just growing rapidly. That doesn't happen on its own. It happens because you are sharing with others. So I don't take that for granted. I want you to know how much I appreciate uh, sharing with one person or a whole lot more than that. Thank you. So now get ready for episode 57 next week. You're going to love her and her message. I'm not going to give you any more hints. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Thank you again for listening to the I Dare You podcast. We'll see you next week.